Debt. We've all heard of it. Most of us have it. Debt is an almost unavoidable reality of life. But what happens when it starts consuming life? The experts at Money Management International believe that financial challenges aren't meant to be faced alone. On this podcast, we hear stories of people whose lives have been changed by MMI's role as their toughest coach and loudest cheerleader. Their stories are unique, personal, and inspiring. So stay tuned because we're sharing each guest's long story short. Jared Walker believes that a medical emergency shouldn't be followed by a financial emergency. After watching his family go through a medical crisis, Jared founded Dollar Four, a national nonprofit that crushes medical bills by empowering patients and advocating on their behalf. Here today to share more about Dollar Four and teach us about charity care, medical debt, and how you can overcome expensive hospital bills is Jared Walker. Jared, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I am. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you about this because I'm not going to lie. I've, I've had we've had our share of family medical bills over the last couple of years, and I feel like there's a lot I can learn in this area. So uh, this is going to be a great show. Uh, let's start off. Tell me a little bit more about your story and how you founded and, and why you founded Dollar Four. So, yeah, I started Dollar Four. Take you back to 2012. My wife and I were sitting at home. She got a phone call. Her aunt had passed away from cancer. And then a few minutes later, I got a phone call. My cousin had gone into labor seven weeks premature. Baby needed a heart surgery to live. So both of our families, same time, same hour, um, were hit with medical crises. And I remember talking to my mom, and and I, you know, she's saying, "I don't know how, you know, we're going to pay for it." And that was the that was the conversation. And in my family's circumstance, like it all it all worked out, you know, and. I just remember being so frustrated that that was the conversation that we were having, like instead of focusing on health or, um, you know, it was just like, how, how do we pay for, for this thing that happened that like we had, you know, we weren't expecting at all. And I, I wanted to help people in that situation. You know, how can we hopefully relieve the financial burden that comes from a medical crisis? So I started dollar for Portland, actually. So I grew up in Portland, Oregon. And, and the whole idea was that we would crowdfund to help people pay medical bills. And I started, you know, putting up these little campaigns, getting people to sign up for small reoccurring monthly donations. And every month we'd pool the money together and, and pay medical bills for people in our community. So it's very grassroots. Um, and a few years go by and I'm doing this work and it's kind of like a side thing and, you know, ha- having fun trying to trying to grow this organization. And I run into this attorney and he asked, Hey, have you ever read 501R? And do you know about charity care and financial assistance? And I'm sitting there like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, and, and that was when he told me, you know, there's a federal law, uh, when in, when in place with the affordable care act, if you are within a certain income range, the hospitals have to waive your medical bills. And there is, you know, all of the different criteria that hospitals put out there, but the, the law is that, you know, you have to have these policies in order to keep your nonprofit status uh, and and to prove that you are providing community benefit to, to your community as a hospital because they get all these benefits as, as being tax exempt. So um, there are these programs. And I felt like a chump because I've been paying medical bills 
for all of these low-income families in in Portland that would have qualified for free or reduced care if I just knew. So mm. uh, that is how like the the origin story of dollar four. And then I quickly just moved it straight to patient advocacy, you know, digging into these policies, filling out paperwork, advocating for patients. And in the first couple months, I got a million dollars in medical bills to to disappear for people in, in the Portland metro area. And I thought, okay, this is like, this works, it's real. Why doesn't anyone know about it? So mm-hmm. um, that is where I was shouting from the rooftops, trying to figure out, you know, why, why doesn't anybody talk about this? So I got on TikTok, I made a 60 second video that told people what charity care was and it blew up. And and here we are today. So that's what? that's kind of the that's kind of the story. Why? So when you say uh, the TikTok video blew up, I want to like, what is that? What 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 are the numbers for that? How many views do you have? I gotta know. Uh, so it's funny. I mean, we're probably at like 30, 40 million views on, but it's because of like, so you know, posted on TikTok, and then it gets a million views, and I'm like, what the heck? Then TikTok takes it down for like violating, you know, uh, whatever terms of service and then it gets put back up and then it gets, when I, you know, repost, it gets another, you know, one and a half million views. And then somebody posts it to Twitter. It gets ten, over 10 million views on Twitter. Um, and then it, you know, front page of Reddit, uh, Instagram. I mean, it was just like, there was a few weeks where like, it was insane. I mean, every, wow. you know, we were NPR, uh, upworthy buzzfeed like every single one of those like viral threads kind of thing they were posting this video and it just it like it proved no one knows it was the first time anybody had heard about it i mean it was like the whole internet was just like wait a minute what just happened and it was like right in the midst of covid so it's like everyone kind of feels like they're in the midst of a medical crisis during that time and it was just like kind of a a perfect storm all right so so then i mean while we're talking about it, like, give us the summary of that video. Like what blew up? What, what was it like? Tell us what, what do we not know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. I, I, I never, I didn't have a TikTok account. My little sister kept telling me like, Oh, you got to get on TikTok and tell yeah. people about dollar four. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, gosh, I, I don't want to have to keep up with, with these young kids on social yeah. media. Like that's yeah. too hard. Right. And, uh, so I'm, I'm, I download the app I'm scrolling through and I see, uh this video that was and i'm sure you've seen it everybody it's what's a piece of information that you've learned that feels illegal to know yep and i I see that video i'm like i got the answer like i got this (laughs) you know i can make this video so i i make my first tiktok video uh and i i post it so really it was just most hospitals in america are nonprofits. uh over 65 percent in order for them to keep their nonprofit status they have to have charity care laws. And what that means is that if you are within a certain income range, the hospitals will waive your, your, your medical bills. So I, I, in the video, I pull up a hospital, I find their financial assistance policy, show people how to, how to search for it. And cause you know, it's not on the homepage of these hospitals. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> so yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's hidden. So, you, you know, show them how to find it. And then, um, you know, we, we do the policy, tell them what to look for. And then what is the income threshold. And if you're within this income range, you can fill out this application and, uh, and send it in. And then, you know, I'm thinking maybe 50 people see this, this video. So of course I say, Hey, right. if you need help, shoot me a DM, I can help you. Uh, which <laughs> ultimately backfired. <laughs> miserably. Oh, oh, no. So, so wow. it was like tens of thousands of messages later, you know, from every platform 
you know, people asking for help. And, mm. uh, it, you know, overnight, I was a, you know, a dude in the Pacific Northwest, it was trying to help people with medical bills to like, national organization on accident and trying to figure out how to how to screen all these people. Um, wow, which was a an experience. So, so you so you mostly answered my next question, which was like, how does charity care factor into healthcare financial systems? But so I'm curious, you did mention like like if people meet a certain threshold, like can, can you give us an idea of like what that threshold tends to, like what's the average household income or like just just kind of some concept of what that looks like? Yeah, so average in the US would be about 250% of the federal poverty guidelines. So what, you okay. know, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> uh, federal poverty, if you, if you look up 250%, the most common and, and like the average policy for a hospital in the United States would be 250% of the federal poverty guidelines. So most hospitals would say something like, if you are at or below 250% of the federal poverty guidelines, we will waive 100% of your medical bills. And if you are from 250 to maybe 300%, we have a sliding scale discount. So as you know, in terms of numbers, 250% for a single household is about $34,000 gross annual income. Um, if you're a family of four, that's like $70,000. And it depends on where you're at, because I'm in the Pacific Northwest in Oregon and Washington, every hospital here will waive 100% of your medical bills if you're at or below 300% of the okay. federal poverty okay. guidelines. So right. if you're a family of four, you can make, you know, $76,000 gross annual income. And, mm. you know, it, it goes off cost of living and it's annoying because none of this is standardized. There's no charity care police. Nobody's looking out for it. So every hospital has their own policy, their own application, yeah. right. their own way of doing things. And I've seen hospitals, you know, in New York or San Francisco, I've seen them go all the way up to 800% of the federal poverty guidelines. Um, wow. And then, you know, I, hospitals in in georgia or or where you know where it's like 150 yeah. percent so it, it yeah. really depends right. um on the hospital and and all that okay so so if there's a listener to the show they're dealing with medical debt how would you advise them to get started tackling their bills i mean how would how would they find out if they qualify is there is there certain dollar amounts we kind of talked about for a minute ago uh, just now um how would they go about accessing the funding like all that kind of stuff yeah. So number one, I would say, Hey, there's no shame in this. Everybody, you know, we there's so many people that, um, that avoid medical care because they can't afford it. Uh, there's so many people that feel shame about, you know, debt. This is not debt that people choose to take on. Uh, this is something where you get a medical crisis and, and you don't need to feel shame about uh, applying for these services. And, and this is why they exist. And, and then I would tell them, uh, you can always go to dollar4.org slash help. We have an eligibility screener that, that can tell you immediately what you're eligible for at your hospital. Um, and if you want to do it yourself, uh, you Google hospital name plus financial assistance. So, uh, you know, legacy health, financial assistance, and then usually top link is going to be what that program is. And you want to find, you know, what percentage of the of the federal poverty guideline compared to your income, um, you know, and, and stuff. So that this is what like what we do as an organization. So after we had our little viral experience, the the question was, how on earth do we screen people to see, you know, cause I got all these people saying, Hey, can you help me? Can you help me? And you know, the question is, well, do you qualify? How do we find out? So we um, got a group of volunteers captured the financial assistance policy data for every hospital in the country. So thousands and thousands of hospitals read through the policies, put it into a, a web tool, where a patient can put in their household size, income, what hospital, 
and it will tell them immediately what they're eligible for according to their hospital policy. Uh, then if they're eligible, they will get connected to a patient advocate and we will fill out all the paperwork, submit it to the hospital and, and advocate on their behalf until the bills are, are waived. Man, that is amazing. That's so fantastic. <laughs> wow. So, all right. So, so what happens if they apply and they get rejected? Like, is there, is there a recourse after that? Yeah. Uh, you, you can appeal it. So you can always appeal these decisions. Um, I will say hospitals <laughs> can make mistakes on this. Uh, right. And, you know, sometimes we tell people there's a hardship letter that you can write, you know, mm -hmm. always include a hardship letter in your application. Uh, there's so many, I mean, thousands of scenarios that you never thought you'd be like, you know, writing down on, on this hardship letter for this patient, you know, Hey, this is what happened. They, you know, they were a household of four and then they had someone pass away in the, in the family. So now they're a household of three. And this is, you know, this is why the end, like trying to explain all the different, um, you know, th there's so much nuance to these things. So uh, if you get denied, you can appeal the decision mm -hmm. and you write a hardship letter on that. Hey, this is why, you know, it might look like I, you know, make too much money, but I just lost my job or, I right. am unable to work because I'm going through chemo or, you know, whatever. So okay. Uh, okay. that's what, what we do. And, and we do that. We have template letters that we send out um, on behalf of patients all the time. So uh, yeah, definitely appeal. I, I always tell them, you know, don't, don't take no for an answer. Just keep going. And just keep appealing. Yeah. I mean, you have the opportunity. Why not do it? So, so on this show, we talked to them in my clients typically uh, who have overcome like a large amount of debt, consumer or medical debt, through MMI's debt management programs. I mean, how can the work that you do at Dollar Four help people in tandem with the credit counseling services that MMI provides? Yeah, I think, you know, medical debt is a really common debt that people have. And a lot yeah. of times people don't know uh, what the best options are. And sometimes, yeah, it's a, you know, low payment plan and try to figure out, you know, how, you know, creative ways to, to, to overcome that. And other times it is this hospital never told you about charity care and we can just wipe this bill out. So we, we partnered with, with MMI. Uh, we are an organization that loves to get referrals from other organizations that are, you know, helping a similar population. And if, if that is you, if you are, you know, struggling with hospital bills, you can go to dollar4.org slash MMI. We've partnered to, to help people in this situation. Uh, it goes right to our eligibility screener you'll be you know, connected to a patient advocate and we would be happy to help uh, anyone through, through these you know, very, very complicated systems. Mm, I love that. All right, so last question and then maybe maybe one follow-up with some final thoughts. Uh, so even though you know, consumer debt, medical debt, super common, we really don't talk about it. Like it, it's a, it, there's very much of a stigma around it, right? And so how do you think debt counseling nonprofits and organizations like MMI help to break that debt stigma? Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I kind of touched on that a little earlier of like the, you know, there's no, there's no shame in, in this, like there, no one chooses to get cancer and have to go to the ER for, you know, what it's like, these are debts that people take on. And it's not, you know, th like this idea of, oh, you know, they're irresponsible, or how, it's like, I, I feel like those can, mm. you know, be overcome pretty easily. Like, this is not everyone, everyone understands, because everyone has contributed to a GoFundMe for a family friend, you know what I mean? Like most GoFundMe accounts are, are medical bill related people get it. And I think that, 
you know, it has nothing to do with, with you being irresponsible or, or, or you not doing what you're supposed to do. It has everything to do with, we, we have a broken healthcare system yeah. and you know, it, it, it is what it is. And, and you have to, you have to find the advocates or you have to advocate, advocate for yourself. And, and it's tough. And, and that's like something that we try, you know, we want to empower patients because yes, we will do this all for you. We'll fill out the paperwork, we'll do whatever. But sometimes people say, Hey, I want to, I want to take this on. And we have, you know, educational material videos, resources where we just lead them through that process. And it's really great when you have people that say, Hey, I, you know, I watch your videos, I followed the steps and I was able to, you know, get whatever, $50,000 in medical bills waived. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a feel good story for sure. <laughs> Man. It's so inspiring the work that you're doing. I, I cannot imagine the amount of work that just goes into the people that you're supporting. And, and I, I just, I have to say like on behalf of them and like, I just so appreciate the work that you're doing. It's just profound and amazing. Uh, Jared, thanks this so has much. been great. Um, man, we'll love to have you back on the show sometime, but thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Long Story Short, brought to you by Money Management International. To learn more about how MMI helps people from all walks of life get unstuck and out of the vicious cycle of debt through personalized solutions that inspire hope, visit moneymanagement.org. This episode was produced by Edgewise.media. Script writing and production by Clara Jennings, editing by Brandon Ellis, and show hosting by me, Adam Walker.